welcome to the Bloomberg Law Podcast. I'm June Grosso. Every day we bring you insight and analysis into the most important legal news of the day. You can find more episodes of the Bloomberg Law Podcast on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and on Bloomberg.com podcasts. UBS has been ordered to pay a record $5.1 billion after a Paris court found the bank guilty of helping wealthy French clients stash funds in undeclared Swiss accounts safe from tax collectors. Joining me is Peter Hanning, a professor at Wayne State University Law School. Peter, some of the allegations seem pretty outrageous. For example, that UBS bankers help launder funds by returning to France with wads of cash for clients with undeclared Swiss accounts. Tell us more about the case. Well, UBS, back when it settled with the uh, United States back in 2009, said we're out of the business of hiding accounts, and uh, apparently they're not. And so, um, you know, that's one of the more salacious aspects of this, that you know they were willing to uh, trade cash. But that's not really anything new when you're trying – to hide money from the tax collector, that you have to stay off of um, the grid. You're not going to send a bank wire. You're going to deal in cash um, coming and going. And so what this does show is that maybe UBS has not really reformed itself all that much and is still willing to help hide assets and keep them away from the tax collector. The fine here was more than twice as much as the heaviest fine imposed by U.S., British, and Swiss regulators against Swiss banks. It's about five times the amount expected in estimates. Is the court sending a message in the French crackdown on tax fraud? Oh, I certainly think that's what's going on here. That it, now, It's not just France, but also uh, Germany and other European countries are tired of seeing assets shifted over into Switzerland and hidden. And so I think the real goal here by the French court was to send a message that, um, you know, if you take this case to trial and we find a violation, you're really going to pay. And that may send a message to other Swiss banks that come in and settle, make a payment and put this behind you and get it over with. But UBS is the one that has really taken it in the nose here. And uh, now whether their appeal will be successful, they vowed an appeal, but whether they're able to convince a higher French court to overturn this kind of a penalty, I think is really an open question at this point. And they rejected an out-of-court settlement reportedly of 1.1 billion euros as too pricey. So you mentioned an appeal. They said they're going to appeal. And they said that this was the case was driven by French prejudice against Swiss tax practices, and there was no wrongdoing. In the first three weeks of the trial, everything seemed to be going well for UBS, but then the judge began to clash with the bank officials, defense counsel. She told defendants she didn't buy their explanations and even yelled at one point. Can that be used to UBS's advantage in an appeal? Well, it, it might be, but... I, I, my my bet is that the, the French government is not supportive of tax evasion. And so the concern that the Swiss banks are helping people hide, and, and there was a, quite a bit of testimony about how they went about doing that, especially with uh, five individuals who were convicted, that 
Um, I, I don't know how much weight that's going to carry um, in any kind of an appeal because the judge is allowed to assess the credibility of the witnesses and finding that witnesses are pre- presenting something a bit on the fantastical side um, isn't going to play well in any courtroom, whether you're talking about the United States, France, Germany, or any place. So uh, I don't know how much weight that is ultimately going to carry in UBS's appeal. I think their greater hope is that the penalties and fine here are excessive, and whether they are or not really is going to be an open question. As, as you mentioned, six former top UBS managers were also on trial in the case. Five were convicted. One was cleared. What stood out in the testimony, and did you see the line for why, why one was acquitted? It's not clear why one was acquitted, although I suspect it was someone who was uh, lower down in the chain. But you'll note here that the penalties in this case, all of the prison sentences were suspended for the individual defendants, which is not something you would likely see in a United States prosecution, that prosecutors typically would ask for at least some prison time for defendants who violate the tax laws. So there were penalties imposed on the individual defendants but I really do think this is more a reflection of what we see in the European system where um, criminal punishment, sending someone to prison, is much less likely for this type of a white-collar crime. So we, we mentioned that there is a, a crackdown on tax fraud in Switzerland. Is UBS seen as just part of the of the uh, way that banks operate or operating there, or does it stand out? Well, I think UBS had hoped that it had turned a corner back when it settled with the United States almost 10 years ago. But now it is really a question of have they mended their ways because one of the more lucrative areas in banking, especially for the Swiss banks, has been wealth management. And... Um, Wealth management might be a different label for tax evasion. And so has UBS, have they really changed their stripes or are they continuing to do what they did before, which was help people avoid paying taxes by hiding their assets? Uh, This is certainly a blow to UBS. And so I think it will also send a message to the other Swiss banks that you know, don't do this. We are watching you, and we're going to make our best efforts to ensure that you're not allowed to help our citizens hide their assets. Thank you so much, Peter. As always, that's Peter Hanning, a professor at Wayne State University Law School. Thanks for listening to the Bloomberg Law Podcast. You can subscribe and listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and on Bloomberg.com slash podcast. I'm June Grosso. This is Bloomberg.